and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 288. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Too Fresh Crash. Crash, how are you? I'm doing good, you know. Can't can't complain too much. Too much. So what can you complain about? Tell me. Tell me everything that you can uh, complain about. Sir. Everything I complain about. Well, um, earlier, uh, my boss on this podcast was just being really rude. Or was he just being really, really weird? Because he did get a new Rude and weird are the same sometimes. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, well, they, nobody knows because nobody knows I have it. I've got a gimbal uh, for my camera so I can do some nice sexy B-roll shots. I, I th- I think you need to explain what a gimbal is. Nah, I those who no know, know. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, then you need to go search it. Like, you, If you don't know what a gimbal is, that's on you, isn't it? But let's just say like it's like a long stick with a camera on the end of it. And I was using it like it was a lightsaber. You know like Jar Jar Binks, the best Star Wars character? I was like yeah. him with his lightsaber. It's mad. That's true. I actually, when I saw you using it, I was like, wow, man. It's a shame that Jar Jar Binks isn't in this next up, like the Obi-Wan show coming mm, up. Because mm. you would be the perfect fit for it. You'd I would. So I would. They could have they could have cast me as the perfect judge. Let me give you a quick one. Mr. Mr. I got it. Boom. Oh. Bam. Perfect. Bam. Lions on lions. If you don't know what my Xbox and me is, though, my Xbox and me is our weekly Xbox show here on youtube.com slash my Xbox and me and across all podcast services. You can get the show early and help us financially over on patreon.com slash mcfixer. It's what helps keep the lights on. It's what keeps the shows going. It's what is the lifeblood of what we do here on my Xbox and me and, of course, over on mcfixer. So that's patreon.com slash mcfixer. If you're new and you have a few dollars to spare especially during these trying times please do consider going to support the show financially if not no problem make sure you just slap a like on the video if you're watching the video version or leave us some feedback that's always the thing that we ask for most um is how we can improve the show people have given us a lot of uh, feedback which is the freeman podcast are way better we love freeman podcasts last two weeks me and crash it's just me and crash this week matt doesn't work bank holidays everybody apparently who would have known who would have known people take time off, Crash? Uh, I would have taken off bank it's, holidays and a thing over here. It's funny because, well, yeah, but you don't, you've worked Christmas as well. Like, you've, been, you've streamed was, Christmas yeah. Day. Like, I think that's the thing for, like, me. It was like, when I was like, oh, Matt, we're, we're going to record Friday because we want to give some Outrads impressions and uh, it takes two. And he's like, no, no, it's bank holiday Friday. No, I'm not, no I can't be available. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I don't think he was home. holiday. In his defense, I don't think he was home. Well, it's COVID. Where is it? I don't know. I'll snitch, bro. I'll house. snitch. I'll 100% <laughs> yeah. snitch. Where is he? If he's not home, where is he? Maybe it? he's vaccinated. You don't know if he got the vaccine. It doesn't matter. Over in the UK, you can be vaccinated. Oh, you, really? still got, you still better be indoors. They've, they literally just come out and said, uh, wow, this show's on a tangent. They've literally yeah, just come out and said that we can't mix houses with two people, even if both of you have had the both shots of the vaccine, oh, wow. because it's not 100% protective, which is like, then what's the point? What's the what's yeah. the point, Gresh? I, nothing makes sense anymore. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's not Xbox. Okay. Players. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, Patreon producers this week, of course, is Erin Guard, FNH Paul, and our tribesmen. Thank you all for the support, lads. We do appreciate it. It helps immensely. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Topic of the show this week, Crash. Isn't COVID? Isn't about my gimbal? No. But it is about the Xbox ID showcase. The idea Xbox showcase happened last Friday, if I'm not mistaken, or was it Thursday? 
one. I don't think it. I think was it was Friday. Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Thursday or Friday. It was one of those days. Um, did you watch it? Uh, I watched it after the fact. I didn't watch it live. Well, that was a smart thing to do then, wasn't it? That was a smart... Yeah. So, for those who don't know what this is, this was the official Idea Xbox Showcase Slammerama Jammer um, thing for all the indie uh, indie games for Xbox. A bunch of games have been added to Game Pass, which we'll get into later. Um, and the whole overall premise of the show was it was just going to show off indie games and... That was it. That's kind of all we knew, right? Was was that, if I'm not mistaken, yep. this became this was this was this wasn't Xbox's um, branding. This was Twitch's branding. This was all done on Twitch, and oh gosh, did it show? Uh, what did you think of the show? Before I go into my huge rant, <laughs> I I think we had a few conversations of what we wanted from this show, and yeah. I, I don't think they got much of it. No, right in terms of what they wanted, it was long. It was. Uh, these... It was long. It was three hours long. Three and a half hours yeah. long. That's how long it was. Yeah, it was. It was way too long. The production was kind of. It wasn't. I don't want to say like the production, the production was, was horrible, but it wasn't like it wasn't what I wanted from one of these shows. It was so yeah. far from like a uh, one of the PlayStation events or a Nintendo Direct, which is more in line of what we wanted. Like this quick thirty-minute thing showing what you have coming up. Yep, and this was very far from that. That it was the complete opposite to what I wanted. Um, someone joked in my chat, which like, oh yeah, this is four hours long, and there was literally they were joking, and because we were reacting to it like we always do, I I jumped out halfway through. I was like, no, I can't do this. Uh, my friend Stephen Taylor, uh, the blind gamer, was doing one of the uh, interviews for the devs, and we stayed to watch as much as we could of his interview, and then I was like, I'm done. I just can't. I just can't. I'm. I'm shocked by how tone deaf this was on Twitch's behalf without, I just don't get it. Like I get the sizzle reels were fine. The production was fine. The hosts, the hosts were fine. But the thing that frustrated me the most, there's a couple of things, which is you shouldn't get Twitch streamers to interview devs, especially if they're not prepped. And that's how it came across to me, which it was super, super generic. It was like, here you go, you have 15 minutes to fill a space with these devs about a game you know nothing about. And so it's super generic questions like, oh, how many modes does it have? And da, 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 and, da, 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 da. and it just, it didn't work. This is not to me take away from anyone that was hosting. Again, like I just said, shout out to Steve Masayla, he was hosting, did a phenomenal job. Everyone did the best they could with what they had. But to fill a 15 minute segment on a game that we are just getting to know is very, very hard. And if you want to do that, do that after you announce everything. Like, this didn't yeah. need to be, like, the way it was. It should have been, like, the half an hour show we wanted at the front, and then each game had its own... It should have been it, post-show. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. even have to be a post-show. But, like, set the expectations and let people know. It's the same thing that Aaron Greenberg's done for all the Xbox-focused uh, stuff, right? Non-ID stuff, where he's like... Uh, this is not going to be big announcements. This is going to be this. It's going to be about this long. The same with the Bethesda thing. Like, as soon as you have people's, at least mine, as soon as you have my expectations in check and I know what I'm getting, cool. I was expecting a 30-minute max sizzle reel with some of the biggest games to be highlighted a little bit more prominently than the other games. But that's just not what we got. It was just a snooze vest. Super snooze vest. Yeah. I mean, even, like... 
even like one of the things that they did promise us that we were going to see was Stalker 2. And I even feel like what we saw with Stalker 2 wasn't really. It was a dev diary, right? What I. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's cool. It's not like that's nice, but it's not what I would have assumed they would have showed there. And it just sort of a lot of it just felt underwhelming. I think that was um, the, the biggest problem with all of this, right? Which was not not. I don't think the level of the announcements were the problem because we knew I well at least I knew what I was getting going in. Like I knew I knew to set my expectations perfectly. We're going to see a couple of games that I've never heard before, heard about before and they are going to pique my interest. And that's that's kind of what the show's there to do, right? It's there to 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 hear us some gems that you may not know is even coming to the console. But it's just the way it was put to me. It, this the intervals crash there were there were intervals. Yeah, I started like I I started watching and I was like, okay, this is this is fine, this is whatever. And then I got like half an hour and I'm like, this I skip forward a little bit. I'm like, yep. does it get better? And it's like, no, it's like the same thing throughout the whole show. It just yep. felt like it dragged on way too long. I agree with you. Like it should have been like f- half an hour in the front of like here's a sizzle reel of like all the stuff that we're going to be showing off, and then you go into like the breakdowns of all the stuff that's there, and you do the interviews and everything. I feel like it would have made it much more consumable for the people that wanted it there, because they'd also get a sense of like when what's showing up. Like, oh, I'll tune in here for now and for this segment and for this person and whatnot. Yeah, um, here it just felt it felt it felt kind of messy to be honest. It it felt like a first show. It, that's what it felt yeah. like. It felt like a a first show and i think whoever's whoever's at xbox and is meant to like overlook this sort of thing needs to do a little bit of a better job in my opinion in terms of like you know surely you know a three hour show three and a half hour show isn't the right thing to do surely again without setting the expectations like why not do the sizzle reels and the big announcements at the front the big one people were waiting for was uh, obviously the among us new map that they were showing off. And that took forever to come. I didn't even end up seeing it. I ended up turning it off and just like waiting until all of it got announced and watched a little rundown, which I suppose that's how most people are going to get this information is like a IGN article, a GameSpot article. Um, but for the people that are watching it kind of, and the hardcore of the hardcore, me, Iron Law podcast, other people like that, it kind of felt like a just, maybe not a slap in the face, but just a, a wrong a wrong way of doing things in in this i was i was yeah. very much let down which is a shame so it was my audience they didn't like it it weren't like it was just me um i don't want twitch to not do these things because i love having stuff to react to i love watching these sorts of things I, I liked i did like the production of it like i didn't think the production value was bad it just you have to get the right people to do these sort of things when it comes to hosting um and you need to make that a much snappier show or put out a runner show ahead of time. Have to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You need to find a way to make it more consumable for people. Because like this, it's just, it's three hours, three and a half hours, I think it ended up being something like that. Yeah. And it's like, you have no clue what's going on. You don't have no clue what's being shown when it's being shown or anything like that. Exactly. Uh, the big the big announcements of this show was uh, Drinkbox's uh, new game, which is uh, Nobody Saves the World. Uh, it's the same team that did Guacamelee, uh, which I know some people absolutely love Guacamelee. It's not a game that I played it a little bit. Um, never got far enough in it to really like deep down love it. Um, but I know some people absolutely love these games, which is uh, 
uh, sorry, it's a game that promises a promises to put a new twist on action RPGs. Players can transform into a ranger, rat, horse, and a dozen other unique forms. Furthermore, players will be able to mix up and match abilities to create custom builds. Nobody Saves the World is coming to PC as well as console in 2021. Did you did you like the look of this one at all? Or because this was one of the bigger games they were announcing, which was Dream Boxes. Yeah, um, it looked cool it, does, it didn't look like really my type of game to yeah. be 100 honest um I, like you said i i'm sure people will absolutely love this there are a lot of people who really like uh the studio behind it um so i'm, I'm sure that'll hit for people it just wasn't really something that i'm into too much was there anything that did pique your interest i'm not gonna go through the whole run of show because there were just so there were over 60 games i think that got showed the 20 that are going into game pass i've added to the news list later on um but was there any one game that stuck out to you that you've really liked at all or not really no i mean boyfriend dungeon i'm still looking forward to that hype yeah. that's coming to game pass yeah um other than that like no not really 12 Nothing minutes really. the new gameplay they showed for that uh i skipped that i did not oh, see okay. that God, yeah. yeah so again it was like i i was i liked i love 12 minutes i think the game looks fantastic it's a 12 hour game as well which is remarkable um considering i was expecting it to be like a three hour experience if that um but the new the new stuff they showed for that even the among us trailer that they showed um there was one game that i thought you might have liked which was the is it astra ascending um which I thought that looked like a U type of game, which is a turn-based JRPG. Um, but yeah, th there was enough cool stuff here that was interesting enough. But it just, again, the way it was packaged just upset me so much that I didn't even get through to some of the good stuff that was probably yeah. there. It's also like, you mentioned Astro Ascending. Like, yeah, that was a game that like interested me. But like that whole experience with that, like trying to watch it just sort of like dulled a lot of the stuff I saw. Yeah. Or it's like, if it was shorter and it was more compact and I saw it and I went myself to like look into it more, I probably would have been more into it and more invested in it. Yeah. Um, no, I, you're all right. You're all right. Again, I think it's a shame when something's so long, it just sours everything. Even if there is a ton of great content in there. Um, the other yeah. one that stuck out to me was the fishing game, which I believe is called, let me see if I can find it, uh, Moon the Goo Bay, which is a wholesome fishing RPG set in the 1980s, uh, Eastern Canada, uh, Canadian, sorry, coastline, which I actually like the look of that game. Uh, they said there's like a deep story, uh, it's the pixel, pixel art type thing coming 2021, and, uh, this one looked cool. I, I did like the look of that. I don't know if I'm, how deep I'll get in it. It could be one of those games that turns into my midnight game, you know, like Two Point Hospital was at one point and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, look, it looked cute enough, and there, there was enough, even the dev interview was actually fun enough. It went on way too long, like everything here, but, um... It was interesting enough that it was like, oh, okay, you've, you've got my attention. I'm, I'm willing to give this a try. So, yeah, looking right. forward to that. Um, let's move into Fix's sack then, Crush. Uh, first question that we got this week, which is, hey, Fix, hope you, Matt, and Crush are well. Matt's dead. My question for you is, do you ever find it hard to return to one of your favorite games that has aged a bit? I know you are playing all of the Resi games at the moment, so do you find they have aged more than you remember? Or is there any games that people rave on about, but you can never enjoy the game because the mechanics are too old? I ask this as I'm currently playing Conquer Bad Third Day on the Rare Replay and having a really hard time getting through it. 
This is due to the camera and the fact that it is a 3D platformer where you take full damage from jumping off a small ledge. Best regard and have a great Easter bank holiday. What's a bank holiday crush? Who knows? Lewis. Lewis, thank you for the question. We do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, um, been playing through all the Resident Evil games. I'll talk about that in a second because um, we've got a question coming up about that. But um, I think the one that sticks out to my head always is Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1's like my go-to one because everyone raves and raves and raves about Mass Effect and how great a series it is. And I'm playing Outriders right now, um, which we'll get into later as well, where it's like people are like, oh, this feels very out Mass Effect-ish, but not as good. Like, that's how people are, are saying it, um, especially in terms of its story and stuff. So for me, I, I remember going through and playing Mass Effect 1 and just being like, this is garbo. Like, I don't yeah. get why people... Because everyone was like, oh, well, you could start with two. And I'm like... But I'm going to miss out on a whole game. Like, it just, like, to me, I can't do that with a series. It's like when people start a TV series at season four. I'm like, how, how dare yeah. you? Like, it just seems like a spit in the face. So, so especially in a series like, like that, Mass Effect is so big. Um, yeah. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Have you got one that comes to mind? But Mass Effect's my one, definitely. Uh, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 1 is, like, one I always look at. Oh, okay. It's a case where, like, I forgive how clunky it is just because, like, a lot of nostalgia with that game. Yeah. But, like, I can't think of, like, me going and playing that game the first time through and, like, actually enjoying it because it plays pretty poorly. I didn't think uh, it And played I think that's that being bad. kind to it. I didn't think it... I you played, played, it. You played, played the final mix version. So the version oh. you played, because you played it on the PS4 at Four, the time, yeah, I think, I did playing time. it. I've got yeah, Xbox so that's now, the final yeah. mix version, and that's better than the original. Oh, and mind you, that's not okay. great. That's more in line with how Kingdom Hearts 2 plays. But oh, like the yeah. original, original, way back when, that played so bad. Because uh, like a lot of the stuff is like you have to go through the menu, but the menu system was so bad uh, that it just made it a really big mess to play with. Um, Mass Effect's definitely one of them as well. Like I, I remember you were playing Mass Effect, and everybody was like, you gotta play Mass Effect 1. And I was one of the people that was like, skip don't, Mass If you really want to play Mass Effect, just skip yeah. Mass Effect 1. It will ruin it will ruin your uh, experience with the game. And yeah. it did. Yeah. It definitely um, did. Uh yeah, yeah, I'm playing through Resident Evil at the moment and I I am having a great time because tank controls do not bother me and cam the ca fixed camera angles do not bother me and actually add to that game and you can go listen to the uh, Resident Evil podcast Resident Evil Revisited over on my personal YouTube channel youtube.com/mcfixer. Um but yeah, I, for me, no, I, I can understand the full damage one would be a huge one for me, um, especially after playing everything, Apex, Borderlands, um, all those type of games. Anytime I take full damage, now I'm like, why is this even a thing anymore? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely something that's harder with like platformers. Yeah, like those tend to age a lot worse because like I look at Doom, like the original Doom, and I'm like that game to me hasn't aged fantastic but i understand that people go and play it and for me it's more of a visual a visual thing yeah. but you could go in and jump into that game and you're absolutely fine with it but yeah. with the platformer like i remember when they remade crash bandicoot um they upped all the graphics but like the game functioned the same and it's like it's oh, still this, hard this didn't age well <laughs> yeah as well yeah because it's, it's not like it's actually hard it's that the hitboxes kind of don't make sense for a lot of the stuff yeah uh so yeah i mean a lot of the old games haven't aged fantastic and i think it is kind of hard to go into them especially if you want to introduce people to some of the older games it's kind of hard like what do you pick do you pick the first game in some of these franchises no you pick the remakes like we did yep. <laughs> yeah um yeah i think the uh, 
I haven't really got one that like that Mass Effect is definitely the one that like tore me away from a series as well. And that's kind of the, the, the hurtful thing about this, right? And most people know if you've listened to this podcast long enough, old games old. I haven't got I don't very much have time to go back and play old games. Like this is the first time if it's not content, I can't go back. So this is like now we're doing the revisited series. I'm like, wow, I get to play Resident Evil Zero and Resident Evil One again. Like I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to keep this series going and like building upon it so i can go and play batman again and things like that um but yeah no those those are the ones that stick out in my head lewis but thank you very much for your question don't forget you can email in my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com if you want to email in or join my discord i see some people commented on last week's episode how to join the discord uh it's in that link of my twitch channel or just dm me hit me up i can send you the link it's no problem uh, this next one comes from Top Lift Nine, who says, "At MC Fix, a question for the podcast: With the success of both the series consoles so far, do you think Xbox will release a fully digital version of the X to rival the PS5 digital, or keep things as they currently are with just the Series X and S?" Um, I think they will keep things as they are because we're going to see, obviously. Um, xCloud comes to iPhones at some point, web browsers, PC. I think at some point you're going to get it on TV. I don't think Xbox want to be in that market of having too much and confusing the the audience of like, all right, we've got the Series X, we've got the Series S, we've got the Series D or whatever they end up calling it. Um, it's just, it just becomes uh, an unwinnable battle at that point because you're confusing the market too much. You're already going to get a slim line s and a slimline x or or maybe just a slimline i don't know wonder how they will do it because the s is so small as it is um yeah you don't really need a slim with it i can't imagine that getting any smaller than a redesign of either of these consoles is going to be really interesting um yeah. but i don't think they need to rival anything right now or even think about that the ps5 and the xbox is selling out like hotcakes you can't keep these things in stock everywhere across the world um which I think the longer this goes on, the better for Xbox, honestly, because it creates that necessity to buy, 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 buy it always. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that Xbox has always had. Where place, Don't get me wrong, PlayStation is still ahead. It's still ahead. Um, it's still selling more units because somehow they're producing more units, um, which was always going to be the question, right? It's whoever can produce the more units is going to sell them more, uh, especially at yeah. the moment. But yeah, no, I don't think they need to mix the marketing or the messaging at all, Top Lift 9, to be honest with you. It's it's a case of what is what they're doing is working. They have the studios now. It's just about producing the games. Yeah, I think that um, if they were to introduce something that's supposed to be the Series X, just all digital, it just confuses uh, what Microsoft is doing. Because mm-hmm. the Series S is supposed to be an all-digital next-gen console. If you throw in another all-digital version, does the Series S lose value? Like yeah, Maybe they do that. Like in the future when the series s is sort of can't compete really with what some of the games want to do and so it's just natural you cycle out the series s it being the weakest console but that's not for like another few years i would well, think the s doesn't have a disc do train right the S doesn't have a disc so it's, no. it's already that all digital console yeah it's just so, not as powerful i assume from what he's saying is like you want one as powerful as the series x just all digital just no disc tray that's the only thing you want to remove from it and i don't think that's no. feasible for um microsoft to do right now i don't think it's a good idea for microsoft to do it you know what the other thing is i think is xbox have already winning on the messaging side of things when it comes to what xbox are doing with their backwards compatibility and as soon as you start forcing digital on people i think they get worried especially about 
everything. The, the good thing about the Xbox, period, the mod, the just, you can go and buy an original Xbox disc that, which is compatible and you can play it on your X, um, your Series yep. X. Like, that's still a fantastic feature to have that no other console has. So, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see them replacing it. I, I wonder if we'll even get the, I assume we will get the more powerful increment upgrade in five years time like we did with the with the uh 1x but who knows who knows or can yeah. we, do you do you just see these consoles just dying out quicker where it's a case of like they just replace <laughs> they just replace the the series x becomes something else the next xbox but we don't I, even know it's the next xbox like that and then that's how they just yeah. start getting us like the phone model maybe i I think that might be what Microsoft's going for, but it's hard to tell before like we really oh. see anything. Yeah. Anything uh big big moves from them, but that could 100% be something that they do is like in 3 or 4 years time they're like, "Okay, here's the next Xbox series insert whatever. It's more powerful than the last one and it technically replaces the last uh, the last one without really pushing it out because that is Microsoft's move right now. Like you have a Xbox one, you can play all your series games as far as the Microsoft front for those. Yeah. So that could just be where they're going, where you technically get a newer gen quicker, but it, they don't really treat it like a new gen. It's all like one ecosystem. Okay, okay, yeah. I agree, you're right. Uh, next question, last question for this week, which is, I really want the RE show to be on podcast services. Can you not drop it on the My Xbox and Me feed, please? I can't drive and listen to YouTube. Little Smee. No. Thank you for coming to my TED There talk. you go um no no it can't uh the the whole idea of the show is it's not that it's a a visual show because it definitely isn't it's still just a podcast um but no i i don't want to if if revisited the series comes turns into something i will do it and it will become to podcast services so if we start doing this more and more and more and there's more games people want us to do a whole series background on i am totally into doing it but other than that, then no. I just, I I don't want to. I don't see it. It's got no longevity. It's only nine episodes. So for those who don't know what we're doing over on my personal channel, I'm doing a weekly, it's not even a weekly, it's like two episodes a week, um, Resident Evil series leading all the way up to Resident Evil 8. As most of you know, I'm a huge Resident Evil nerd. Um, so yeah, we, we're going through every single game, ranking our favorite characters, our favorite locations, our favorite weapons, and of course, ranking the games um, in order of which we think believe are, is the best order to, to to enjoy. So yeah, no, little Smee, unfortunately, that will be, have to be one of the ones you watch while in bed with the missus with some headphones in. I'm sorry. Or buy for YouTube Premium, then you can uh, yeah. then you can listen to it while in the car because you can lock your phone. Just a just a, a choice. There you go. Let's jump into what's been in our box crash. What have you been playing? I've played a little bit of that Outriders game. Oh, I've heard of that uh, game. Yeah, I, I I would hope you've heard of that game. <laughs> um, How many hours cool, in are you? you know? I've only played like an hour since wherever the drop off point was, so not oh, yeah. too much. Yeah, not not a not a whole lot. I feel like uh, I can't really say about like more of the experience, but I feel like the game looks better than it did in the demo i don't know if i'm like crazy about that i think you're I crazy demo in a while probably crazy about yeah. it but i looked at it and i'm like i don't remember the lighting looking this good but I then mean, i was also i also saw some people streaming the game and i'm like that's more like what i remember so i just think it was a placebo effect of i think not having played it for a while there are different environments in the game which do look better than mm. the open environment that we played in definitely but i still don't right. think it's a 
beautiful game. Let me just right. let's just say that. Right. I don't think it's the graphical master masterpiece that I think we all expect from next gen games. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, so you're only about an hour. Okay, I'm about I'm ten hours in now. Um, been grinding through. Want to get the story done as quick as possible so I can start getting to that end game. I really enjoy what I've played so far. I've I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm playing it through solo for the story, um, and then I'll start playing with people when it comes to all the other stuff. I really do like what they've done in terms of the map because you go off into each of these different locations and then there's different things to do and it tells you what there is to do in the map. So like there's there's hunts and then there's bounties and then there's your missions and then there's your side missions and it's 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 all laid out very, very well. The story for me, unfortunately, I actually thought the opening was quite strong and I actually, you, you all know, sci-fi is not my strongest, um, my strongest point of interest when it comes to video games or, or films or TV or whatever. Um, and this one was like, oh, I like the idea of like, we've come to this planet and we are building it up. It doesn't quite play out as as that the way I wanted it to, no spoilers, but it, it just, it doesn't, hasn't quite got me invested enough in its story um there are a couple side missions that i've done that have been quite interesting and kind of like oh that's a shame or, or like they have they have brought out some emotion in me but other than that it's just a, a a fest of run to this place shoot all the grunts run to that place shoot all the grunts which isn't a bad thing it has a great variety in its enemy types. I, I keep saying since avengers like every time i play now i play one of these type of games i'm like one, two, three. All right, that's different, different. We see, I see that like, one different uh, bug or something. I'm like, oh, there's another one. There's another new enemy type. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice feeling to have in terms of like, I'm not shooting the same thing every single mission. Um, right. Which is nice. The game's quite challenging solo, which I like as well. Um, it does force you to change up your weapons and make sure you have the right mods on your guns or make sure you you can reset your skill class at any time so picking the right skills and stuff like that and i think that's what they've done really a really good job of in terms of its world tier because we, we were talking previously right where we're like world tier 15 that seems a bit that seems a bit much is that stupid but i kind of like the way the game has allowed me to progress so far which is my character levels going up the world tier is going up i can bring it down if i want to i haven't yet because i want that best loot that i can get as well right. um but it's that risk reward for me where it's like if i wanted to put this on world tier one and just breeze through the story i could and there would there would be no problem with that. Um, I love I love the weapons. The weapons feel really good. I've got I have this gun that shoots lightning. Uh, after every so every so uh, so much ammo is taken out of it, I believe, um, which is dope. I love I really do love what they have built here. Way more than I expected. Way more than I expected. Yeah, I feel like they really nailed the RPG aspect, with, like a lot of the armors and the weapons and like the roles you can get on it, where it really like you really are incentivized to like look at every piece of loot you get because something yes. might be a lower power level, but it has those roles that you want. It has those yep. abilities. It has the extra like weapon leech or whatever it is. So you're getting more health back or you're doing specific types of damage and all this stuff, especially it'll also change depending on the type of player you are as well. Yep. Some of the stuff works better you're up close and the stuff works better if you're up far away where i think that variety will give this game a leg to stand on at least for the content that is there where everything is continually enjoyable as you continue to find the new roles and the new stuff you can equip and messing with that and mixing and matching especially with like also the classes themselves 
Yeah, it it it's one of those games that it it, it allows you to you can roll. I see why people are grinding out um, legendaries now. Because you can level up guns with uh, material, you can take off mods, you can equip mods, you can... There is so much you can do, and it is simple. It's not... I always, I've always found Destiny kind of, kind of confusing. I've always found even Division, recalibrating guns in Division, was somewhat confusing for me. And, and getting the materials and, the, and the, the, the things you need to, to craft in these games have always just been very hard to come by. In this, it never feels like it's like that. I'm constantly getting shards. I'm constantly getting iron. Uh, there, are, you see a thing on the wall. You stand there for a couple of seconds, drill it out, keep moving. It, it, it seems like it rewards you really well as you're progressing. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it has the the slickest gunplay. I don't think it has the slickest uh, cover-based system. But what it does have with its abilities are really fun. I got to a point where I had to. I was using the bubble ability. I'm a trick stuff for my main. I'm using the bubble ability and the swipe and the bullet damage ability all three together. And then I got to this boss fight and I just kept getting stuck and dying, and dying, and dying. It's like, no, you idiot. Change up your abilities. Go have a look what else you got. So I'm, I'm looking through and it's like, I had this one that I can like go behind the boss and the boss's weak spot was its back. So it like incentivized you to go think about it. Come on, think. You can do this. And, um,. You can really get there. Like, I used a gun that didn't give me back health in one of the fights. And I switched to that gun, and I was getting health constantly so I could take him out quicker. It was just all these little things that I don't feel like many other games for me have clicked. I'm sure they're there for Destiny and all these other games. But for me, they never clicked. And this is the game that it just seems to be laid out simple enough for me, where I'm like, oh, that makes sense, and that makes sense, and that makes sense. I haven't got to the end game yet, of like I've been saying. Um, so we'll find out how good it really is when we go there. But so far, I've had a really good time with Outriders. I can totally see why they put this in Game Pass, though. Because they did, like, I think they've got a load of concurrence now. Um, it's doing really well on Twitch. You can still buy the game on Steam. Um, I've actually got a Steam code to give away during one of my live streams, so make sure you come check me out over on twitch.tv slash mcfixer if you're a PC player. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's... It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to when everybody else... I'm looking forward for even me to be finished with the story so I can come and share for other people. Or mm. I'm looking forward to everybody finishing the story so we can all play together. Because I don't I don't want the story to start becoming disjointed where I play with others and like, they're right. talking you're not, you want stuff like that. Yeah. You want to experience it first and then you're like, okay, I'll play with you. You can talk over whatever you You can do whatever I, the hell I, you I, want during your playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, sh um, I should have the main story done today. I should. Fingers crossed. Do you think it's lived up to what you wanted from the game? Yes. It, from what I okay. wanted from the game, it is exactly what I wanted, which is a looter shooter with no expectations. You don't need a second job to play this game. You don't need a spreadsheet to play this game. You don't need any of that. And that's all I've ever wanted, right? It's, it's, it's an accessible... It's not a live service game. They've been very clear to stay away from that tagline, right? But it's very much a game that I can see they're going to build upon, I think. Um, they're going to keep adding new bounties and new hunts and new all that good stuff that you need to keep a game like this living. They're going to be able to do it, and the map is set out in such a way that it will make sense to do it as well. Because nothing worse than playing one of these games and, and like something gets added, and you're just like why? That doesn't it doesn't even make sense. Like no, they can they can continuously add new uh, most wanted bounties and all this stuff, and and there'd be a reason to grind and play through and replay these missions and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think the biggest letdown for me so far has just been its story. 
Like I thought the story was going to be a little bit more interesting than it actually is. That is uh, kind of disappointed to hear because I do think the story did start off on a pretty strong foot. Yeah. At least what you got in the demo. Maybe that's why they had it all that bit in the demo and they stopped the demo where it was. Where it was yeah. like, this is as far as the story gets where it's like really interesting and from here it kind of goes downhill. Um, I still I still think the anomaly is very interesting. I'm still learning about that. I haven't finished the game, so I'm, so I'm definitely talking from the impressions right. point of view more than anything else. Um but yeah, I, I think the anomaly is interesting. The the alters, the alter that you come up against or you've spoken to and stuff, they're interesting. But it just hasn't quite built up to anything um, too amazingly yet for me. It, there's only been, like I say, the side quests of where my emotions have been kind of pulled a little bit, where things are happening. I'm like, oh, there was this one specific moment where I was, I thought I was going to be asked to do a decision of what happens, and that didn't happen. It was just taken out of my control and it was just the fact of, no, this is the story we're telling. And I was totally okay with that as well. So um, that was good. I just Jacob, Jacob's an interesting character. Not interesting enough though um, that it makes me want to, like, that's not why I'm staying. I'm not staying for its story. I'm definitely staying for right. um, the gameplay, the gameplay, the abilities and what, what really keeps me there. Like, there's nothing better than getting a cluster of five enemies, slow motion them, doing the the blade thing that then turns them into skull like into their skeleton sorry and then just seeing them explode all in slow motion it's so cool so cool but yeah i guess next week will be where we'll be able to really go through if you should play it buy this game play this game it's on game pass so there's kind of no reason not to play it if you have game pass already um i think it's worth your time if you're into a more casual looter shooter even though it's not a looter shooter but you know what i mean no, I I would classify. It Is as it a looter shooter? shooter? Oh, it's just not a live service, yeah, yeah. right? It's not just not okay, a live service. Yeah, I would classify it as a looter shooter. Yeah, got you. Yeah, that's that's that. Um, I've also been playing a little game called It Takes Two. Myself and Haley, for those who don't know, my fiance, uh, played the first hour of It Takes Two, and honestly, just off its first hour, I can see it probably being my game of the year once I finish it like yeah i've uh oh. i've heard a ridiculous amount of good things about this we game, should play it i'll be honest i know we said about playing it i've got like hayley's not used the, yeah. the like the online thing because we're playing it local so if you want to run through the game it's i don't think it's going to be that long so let me i'll finish it with hayley and then we should probably run through it again uh, maybe we'll do like an, an evening my xbox and me live stream um and just go through it together because yeah do it's that. a lot of fun it's a lot a lot of fun um the story is everything that I just said it wasn't of uh, Outriders. This is out. Uh, this is for out. It takes two. The story is interesting. It gives you emotion straight away. The world that they have built and are building um, is interesting. The mechanics of you playing on one screen and it being a fully co-op experience is fun. Uh, the boss battle that we fought was very smartly done. The puzzles are easy enough, but fun enough to work out. Like honestly, the, the, I'm only an hour in and I'm absolutely loving it. Absolutely, it is. It yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't know. It, I, I'm not going to say that yet, but it feels like it's going to be something special by the time I get to the end of it. Yeah, it really, really so, is. Would you say from which and you haven't played a lot, but only you would the, say it's yeah. higher on your list of the games you've played this year so far. Oh, it's my favorite game I played this year by. Okay. already and okay. i've only played the first hour um so that being said i haven't played that many new games this year um because it just hasn't been that much that have come out um what well, what has come out that i've played this year that i've beat um 
there were a few games in the beginning of the year. Uh, the the Xbox exclusive game. I don't know if oh, you the actually medium. The medium, I beat yeah. that. Um, let me have a look. One second. Give me two seconds. Here we go. So January, we had Hitman 3. Oh, okay. It's not better than Hitman 3 yet. It's not better than Hitman okay. 3 yet. But that's I'm comparing it because of the first hour. Hitman 3. Uh, what else do we have? We've had There's been so little, really, in the grand scheme of things. Because I've been playing a lot of games that come out last year. Like Yakuza Like a Dragon and a few other titles right. like that that I just didn't get through when I was in hospital. Um, obviously, I played The Werewolf Apocalypse, which was absolutely horrendous. Um, wow, so I'm trying to think. Like the big, big titles. There isn't, there hasn't been like that I, much. Yeah, I think that's about it. Like, I don't think this year, at we least, the year, yeah. it's been it's coming. dry. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. It's definitely coming, which is definitely scary. But. Um, yeah, I'm 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 very much enjoying the game. Hitman Three is still my game of the year, but it, I can see it being up there. It takes two, definitely, um, for a great great experience. If you are looking for something to play with either your child co-op or a partner that doesn't play games co-op, or a, just a friend that enjoys a fully co-op experience, this is it by far, guarantee. I guarantee you, it's only going to get better. Guarantee. Cannot wait to jump in and finish it. So. Look forward to that. Let's get into the news this week, Crash. Uh, this week's dashboard is very light. Uh, but you had 20 idea Xbox games that are launched on Game Pass day one. Let me just run through the list of these, which is The Art of Rally is coming in 2021. Astro's Ascending uh, coming in 2021. Backbone um, is coming. Boyfriend Dungeon, which you mentioned beforehand, which I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that one. That's a game that I probably wouldn't have bought at full price and probably just would have went missing in my head now that it's launching in game pass i definitely will be playing it definitely yeah uh, you got craft opia craft topia like craft opia opia um is that right opia yeah i think i got that right yeah you um, got it you were right yeah which is a multiplayer survival action hack and slash game i'm looking forward to this one again another game that i'm glad is coming to game pass and it's coming to game pass pc and console a lot of these are coming to game pass pc and console or clad and console yeah um just so you're aware uh yeah dead static drive which is also coming you had edge of eternity hello neighbor 2 little witch in the woods moon uh moon Lago uh, sorry moon glow which is again the fishing based game which I'm super happy about that. Uh, Narata Boy, which I think is already out, which is the it's the 80s yeah, it is. Um, type game. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet just because Outriders and It Takes Two and a bunch of other stuff. But I am going to make a, a... Especially right now, we're in this weird period. Once I've done Outriders, I'm probably not going to have anything too big to come out. So I want to try and get to some of these Game Pass games. So yeah, that should be, that should be good fun. Uh, Nobody Saves the World is also coming, which is Guacamole uh, developer Drink Boss's new title. Uh, Om Omno, which is uh, coming. Recompile, Stable, She Dreams Everywhere, Stalker 2, and The Ascent. Uh, Under Dungeon, Away to the Woods, and The Wild at Heart. Some fantastic games are coming to Game Pass, yeah. which... This is where Game Pass is going to do really well with with the hardcore gamer, not the casual, obviously. Um, where they're now going to start looking at looking at an Xbox and going, wow, I'm going to get all those games in Game Pass or I'm going to pay for them out of pocket over on every yeah. other system. Mm. 
or, or obviously it's, some of them are coming to PC, but from a console perspective, yeah. it's just like it's, it, it now opens up the question once again. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. I'm kind of curious because some of these games are coming to console and cloud. Yeah. Um, but not coming to PC, even though they have uh, PC games, yeah. PC versions of those games. I wonder whenever cloud makes its way to PC. If we stop seeing these games come to cloud, no, you don't think so? No, I think because I don't think enough people are gonna. I think it's the a game. Certain games just do really well on PC, like the art style yeah. does well, or like a. This obviously isn't in Game Pass, I don't believe, but like a Stardew Valley, let's say. Like, I could see a game like that come into Game Pass, console and cloud, but not PC because it could get an audience and blow up. Where if the right Got if the right streamer the right YouTuber gets hold of it they can make a gangbuster amount of money on Steam, so I just think Xbox are playing it by however the developer wants to go, which is like yeah cool you cover I think what I think what's happening which is it turns out to be you cover the cost of what we have paid to make this game for console and let us make as much money as we can on PC. I think that's kind of where the the conversation is going because a lot of these are one two three ten people studios they're not like yeah ridiculous amounts of like they're not they're not huge huge games um but they're, they're interesting enough games that that i'm glad they're coming i'm really happy they're coming really i'm happy yeah it feels kind of like where sony's like oh we're gonna get our timed exclusives and whatnot microsoft's kind of like oh we're just gonna get these games on game pass and incentivize you to get into our ecosystem exactly. which i think is a really smart move um especially with how game pass has been growing and another 23 games added that's pretty big as well yeah no 100 100 percent. moving on uh xbox have announced new headphones question mark not really they're partnering uh microsoft are partnering with bang i don't know how you actually pronounce the name it's bang is it olu fusion o-l-u-f-s-n bang i'll i'll Olifson. 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 That works. That I works. That so. works. All right. Bang Olifson have revealed the B. 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 Play? Bo. Bo. The B. O. Play. B. O. Play. Come on, guys. Come on. Just get the Xbox. The other Xbox. Play. It would be Bayo Play. It would Bayo be Bayo Play, play like right. Beowulf. Yeah, yeah. Bayo Play portable wireless headset for Xbox that costs 499 US dollars, which just so happens to be the same price as the Xbox Series X. Obviously, I've seen a lot of people talking about this. A lot of people, how dare they charge this much? People need to understand that high-end headsets are not the same as low-end headsets. Yeah, I am not saying the Xbox headset isn't a great headset. I spoke about it last week, I believe, which is for a casual person who wants to play, this is a great headset. But these cost what I've got on me, which are A50s. These cost £350. Uh, I think on sale they go down to like 200 and something. Like high-end headsets are expensive. like, yeah. And they're not for the casual person. If you really want these, brilliant. I'd love to get my hands on them and review them. I've just got to say. Um, but yeah. They're also not necessarily for hardcore gamers. They're no. for hardcore audio people. People exactly. who really care about the audio in games yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's I, I've I have seen like a good amount of people complaining as well, and I'm just kind of like, why? I mean, like, 
it's kind of also in Microsoft's bag to start putting out premium products. Like yep. whenever we got that, I was like, oh, we're probably going to get a more expensive version as well. And I'm this partnering comes out with the right like, people, oh, right? I think that's the that's yeah, the, the people who make here. it and make something quality absolutely yeah and it's like this is 100 in xbox's wheel bag that's why you have a 200 version of a console and a 500 version or it's 500 right yeah yeah 499 yeah yeah no i um, I, I just saw people with the handbags like saying how dare you charge the same prices as the console it's like well this isn't for you then simple yeah like it's not hard like it's the same people that complain about astros or like you're stupid for buying an expensive headset it's like this isn't for you then it's not a problem like it doesn't have to be yeah. for you, but uh, let people let people do what they do. I guess they're they're allowed to, yeah. they're allowed to do whatever they need to do. Like whatever. If you see a magical box turn up here, Haley's doing stuff, but don't mind her. Um, next news story. Are you gonna wait? Are you gonna buy these? Do you think? Crash, you want you want some high end headset or not? Do I want a high end headset? Yeah. No, I'm 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 good. You good with your, what high, you got I right don't. Now? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I don't really like headsets anymore. Like if I want to, I have my pair of um, Audio Technicas. So like yeah. I'm good if I yeah. want a high end audio. But I just I'm more in the in ear earphones from now on. Like they just bug me too much personally. <sighs> You're so wrong, but it's okay. It's okay. What? <laughs> that Next they, wait, I'm wrong if they bug me. <laughs> yes. Next story, backwards compatible reaches cloud for the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. Uh, this one was on IGN. No, it wasn't. This one was on the Xbox Wire, written by Will Tuddle, the Xbox Wire editor-in-chief. Um, I don't really want to read all this, so go over there and check it out if you want to. The games that are coming to get backwards compatibility are Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Dragon, Double Dragon Neo, Fable 2, Fallout New Vegas, Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, Gears of War Judgment, Jetpack Refueled, uh, Touch Controls Enabled for that one, Cameo, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, uh, Elder Scrolls... Four Oblivion, Viva Pinata touch controls enabled, and Viva Pinata tip touch controls enabled. Good to see more games coming to coming to uh, Clad, and especially these classic yep. games. Crash some great games there, other than Gears Judgment. How dare they? Uh, what do you mean Gears Judgment is the best Gears of War game? I love. Didn't the, you see? Uh, no, go on. Uh, whenever they were showing off uh, Square Enix's event with Outrider, it was like critically acclaimed gears of war developers. they made the best one people people keep coming in my chat and be like oh this reminds me of gears i'm like well they did make, they did make a gears game not a good did, gears yeah. game but they made a gears game um i think that's the only gears game i've not beat uh the uh, the campaign's just not to it's be fair not. they worked on specifically the campaign yeah yeah um and the campaign's not that good yeah I don't know if it's I, I don't know if you can really blame them for it or if they sort of worked with what Epic wanted uh, at the time. They were Epic at the time, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is before the correlation and all that stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those titles. I'm like, should I should I one day go back and actually beat that? Like, I probably should, but I mean, it, it might be a fun time, you know. There's Gears Five content I've still got to go and do that that little story thing they added. Yeah, I still haven't still, done yeah. that. Have you done it yet? I haven't done that. Just it yet, remember, no. you didn't play it with me because you're going to play it with somebody else. Remember that. Remember that. Just remember that. Wait, 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 wait. That's not how I recall it happening. I remember. Moving it on to ads, the next story. I reacted to it. No, no, no. You don't shut me up. How dare you, sir? And then I said, should you play wait, it? And he was like, no, I'll play all my Gears games with, uh, my, with Ben. What? You know? That's actually not what happened with this. 
Do you remember what happened? Because yeah, you're I actually like, I said, spinning it incorrectly. I think I said that. I th- if I'm being honest, I'm definitely spinning it because I'm pretty sure what happened was it got announced. I said, oh, you're probably going to play it with Ben. I'll play it with Hayley. And then I just haven't got around to it. I think that's actually what happened. <laughs> I was going to let nodding. you get by too. I was just like, let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> Shut up. Next up, CD Projekt Red promises not to confuse anyone again, then confuses everyone again. This one was written by Joe Scrabbles of IGN and says, CD Projekt Red yesterday, uh, sorry, yesterday performed an extremely public self-re-reckoning, uh, if not a, a apology for the messy messaging of CD Project uh, of Cyberpunk 2077. The company made clear that it, w- that it will change its policy on marketing to avoid misleading and disappointing players, many of whom were left confused by the intended final version of Cyberpunk 2077. After years of updates, unfortunately, while doing so, it managed to confuse its investors and consumers alike about a whole new issue. A part of a... Oh, a part of a strategy update presentation, CG Project Red Adam Adam, sorry, President Adam Kinsky explains that the company had quote recognized end quote its plans for a Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer component mode. Go on, Crash. Reconsidered. Thank you. Recon. Thank you. Apologies. Reconsidered its plans for a Cyberpunk 27 multiplayer component mode, but failed to fully explain uh, what the upshot upshot of that reconsideration will be while we knew that the company had previously been working on a triple a cyberpunk multiplayer experience alongside the single player game it was never clear whether that was a standalone game an expansion of the existing game or a hybrid of the two in the vein of gta online for example in a previous earning call transcoded uh, transcribed sorry by a seeking alpha Kaczynski has made clear that a separate team was working, was making multiplayer that we, sorry, quote, we at CD Projekt think about it as a standalone project, end quote, but critically never went as far as to say it would be released as a standalone project. Kaczynski's comments yesterday don't clear that up, neither do they actually specifically uh, specify what's now happening to that project. Quote, Previously, we hinted that our AAA uh, next, sorry, our next AAA hinted that our next AAA would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game. He explains, but we have decided to reconsider this plan. Our new, more systematic and aligned approach, instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience of a game, we're focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day. End quote crash there's more there's more quotes here to be honest with you there is so much yeah what happened what happened i i think like i think they're kind of like in a lose-lose spot here or it's like cd uh cyberpunk was sort of like a failure realistically but it sold it's, well bro it's question it sold well absolutely you, you're gonna you're gonna sit there and say it's a fail it, it critically not, not done poor and even that, it didn't a, do that it's poor. a failure on perception. Okay. A failure on perception. D- okay, That's yeah, what yeah, I meant yeah. by failure. Not a failure Fine. on like sales. Obviously, it sold crazy. It like had the best PC play play rate or sales or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it had really poor perception to the point where it's like, do they continue making the multiplayer and are they sure what they wanted? And they sort of put out a statement where like, we're reconsidering the multiplayer, but they don't really 
They well, just like poor, poor messaging is really what it is. The rest the, reconsidering the multiplayer can mean so many different things. The rest of the quote says, regarding online, we are changing our approach. We want to have online in our future games. Definitely, but step by step. We're working on specific features, enhancing our single player, but we are not working on releasing the next game as a big online experience. So we are enhancing our single player games with our online experiences. The only change is, is that we continue to work on online not as a main production line but as a supportive production line together with our single player productions but we believe that our ideas once they have been revealed will be very exciting for gamers as an extra experience in our world which fits our single player games what yeah that's just it's just confusing it's confusing you don't know what they mean from it it's just like why like it sounds like they're trying to be confusing on purpose it sounds like they're like we're not sure what we're doing but we have to put out a statement about this so we're going to put out a statement where you guys don't know what you're doing and maybe we get a sense of like what you guys want or maybe you guys just get confused and walk away and like okay like i i don't i don't understand the purposing of they, the messaging and the wording they use their, their messaging for everything as of lately since cyberpunk has come out has been atrocious atrocious yeah. how did this how is this the same team that made the witcher 3 yeah it's just it's when Do you, you think they drunk their own kool-aid i think they drunk their own kool-aid absolutely because like i i i remember the i remember they came out like way back with witcher 3 and they were so they came off as like an incredibly modest studio yes. and then throughout the course of uh cyberpunk we've seen them apparently be modest but the more and more goes by it's like oh you guys were just being you guys were being fake you guys were like it appearing to like be it. modest without really being it and you hear them talking about it internally like blaming qa and stuff like that it seems like in their mind they were still being that same cd project right even though from a outside standpoint they are so far from it it's, uh, it, it shocks me and it's wild that this is the same company it truly yeah it truly is and i'm it upsets me to think that oh wow this is this is what we're getting this is it this is oh because yeah. I was kind of looking forward to a cyberpunk multiplayer game but even playing the multi playing the single player I was like this doesn't feel like it's gonna fit as a great multiplayer game the shooting's not like amazing you know you know what it is is like before it came out they talked about multiplayer and you saw the gameplay that they were showing and you were like yes. oh you think gta multiplayer and gta yes. multiplayer is a lot of fun yes. especially it's an evolving world and it keeps growing and you see cyberpunk and you're like that could really work with it but then the game comes out and it feels it feels like there's so many broken parts and a lot of those broken parts are actually like ai and yep. one thing that makes uh gta online works so well as the ai in gta online because i don't feel the shooting's great in gta online is either no yeah, yeah you're right you're right absolutely is like the cops don't feel great the people you walk by don't feel great the world doesn't feel real Cause. whereas like for this game to succeed like that world that you'd be playing with your friends in would have to feel re real to a certain degree and i don't think uh cyberpunk just hit that mark 
Speaking of Cyberpunk, we've still got one more. Acquires, they have acquired a Canadian development studio. CD Projekt Red has announced that they've signed, signed contracts to acquire Canadian studio Digital Scalpers. Digital Scalpers studio based in Vancouver has been working with CD Projekt Red for three years during the production of Cyberpunk 2077. The studio will become CD Projekt Red Vancouver and join the developers' portfolio of teams that include the three existing ones based in Warsaw, Carco and Claw. I hope I got that right. Uh, quote, we believe that the hugely talented digital scalps crew is the perfect foundation upon which to build a wider CD Projekt Red uh, Vancouver team, said uh, Paula Zodli, head of production and CTO at CD Projekt Red. Cool. More studios being bought up. They clearly, like I just said, they clearly made their money, so uh, they can afford to. They can afford to yeah. do this. Um, obviously, I don't blame anyone who's worked on that, um, and good for them for the studio to get that uh, level of stability, which is always, always a good thing. Always, always a good yeah. thing. Next up, PAX East cancelled 2021. Organisers cautiously optimistic for PAX West and PAX Un. Plugged. PAX, the organizers Pop Breed and Penny Arcade have announced that PAX East 2021 has been cancelled. Quote, in light of the ongoing public health concerns, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade will not hold uh, PAX East this year. Um, they put out a statement saying that. Crush, this is not surprising, right? Yeah, no, not at all. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's soon enough for a uh big events like this to start happening at least uh in-person events yep so this i i think i think i would be more shocked if people and i'm sure people thought that pax east was still going down and they were planning it like i'm gonna buy my tickets i'm a i'm gonna get an airbnb and whatnot yeah, um, yeah. but yeah i i think even for like they say they're optimistic for pax west and whatnot but i wouldn't make the whole breath going to any of those events <laughs> yeah until it's like we're good you guys can come to it and like the states start opening up themselves um, yeah. and whatnot. I wouldn't be too too hopeful for most in-person events. Same over here in the UK. Like, they're like oh, we're going to have a third a third lockdown after this new one opens up in June. And, duh, 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 and I'm just like, you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm so done. And I'm a guy that stays indoors. So I can only imagine if you was a social butterfly, if you were someone that actually went outside and like enjoyed the sun, and like just enjoyed life on like well i enjoy life but just in a different way but um right. yeah just uh ugh, i feel so bad i feel so bad next up ea sports announces their new pga tour game ea sports has announced ea sports pga tour a new next-gen golf game that is currently in development uh, this one was written by matt pulsel at ign the game will be first created as part of a new long-term deal signed with pga tour and will be built on the ea's existing frostbite engine oh yeah yeah that's right that's me interjecting uh, ea sports pga tour will allow players to build a virtual build virtual careers and and visit many of the most famous golf courses around the world. Also featured will be some of the most famous golfer players in the professional world who players will be able to test their skills against. Quote, a team of passionate golf fans is Metaclorious Meta. Clurious, I think that's right. Recreating the world world's top courses as such as Pebble Beach. And we can't wait to give fans the opportunity to complete 
compete on some of the most iconic PGA Tour courses and win the FedEx Cup, said Cam Weber, EA Sports Executive, Vice President and General Manager. Obviously, I had to add this one. That you all know I love a good golf game. I love a good sports game. Love a good sports game, you period. Do. Love a good sports game. I'll be honest. PG, the, the 2K PGA game, uh, the 2K golf game, sorry, was really good this year. Uh, or last year, sorry. Um, so they've got like an uphill battle for this one, to be honest with you, where I'm like, are you guys going to be able to pull this off? Like, this could be NBA Live all over again. Where, like, they jump in, they do it, and then they go, ah, no, no, I was joking. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We, we were joking. <laughs> that game we was joking. a prank. It was April 1st, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's uh, I'm happy that there's going to be more golf games out there, I guess, because competition breeds success in all ways of life, especially with something we haven't got. We haven't got it in other games. Like, FIFA and Pairs is not even close anymore, I don't believe. Yeah. Um, they're different games. They're drastically different games, but just FIFA's just absolutely killing it. Um, so I'm happy to see more of this. Obviously, more wrestling games, more golf games, more NBA games, all of it. NFL games, just give it to me. I love sports games. So are you excited for this game? I won't say I'm excited, because the excitement... I don't get excited about much anymore. It de it generally depends on the story. Like, are they going to give us like a? As much as I didn't love the FIFA stories, are they going to give us like that level of a career mode, or is it just going to be like a basic play golf, go here? Which is what Two K's one was, which is kind of a letdown. Considering Two K have like NBA story and they've got, do you know what I mean? Like, I thought they were going to go that bit further. Which, yes, they always get trance at their bad stories. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think you can do it right, but they just haven't. How many, realistically, like, how many sports stories can you have without Loads. them starting to all feel the same? You think yeah, so? Yeah, because it's, it's giving people different players of different backgrounds and how they come up. And think about, think about especially from a golf game from the start, right? You start off as a kid and you're, you're, you and your dad are practicing in the back garden and then blah, blah, blah. And he does his first junior tournament and then you progress up to the pros and then that's where the story ends. And then it turns into like a normal career mode. Like just little things Got like it. that, but giving it from different people's backgrounds is that's what sports is at the end of the day. Like we don't just love these sports people because of the, their ability to throw a ball, kick a ball, putt a ball, drive a ball. It's the stories behind them, right? And that's always the thing they need to get right in these sports titles and stories, which is dive deep in. NFL did it with um, Madden 19, I think it was. Which we all were like, wow, this story is really good because it was a player getting his second chance and he's learning the plays and he's doing this and it was teaching us about American football just as much as it was teaching the character. It's all those things you can do. It's just, it's just, it has to be done right, to be honest with you. Mm. So I think you can do plenty of them, personally. Games with gold this week, or this month, I should say. Uh, April's game with goals have been announced. We have Vikings Wolf of Midgard, April 1st to April 30th. Truck Racing Championship, April 16th to May 15th. Dark Void, April 1st to April 15th. Hard Corpse Uprising, April 16th to April 30th. Crash, is it time to just wave a white flag on Games with Gold? Yeah. Because PlayStation this Plus list. is killing it. Killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, games with Gold just haven't been... It's been a long time since I think Games with Gold has ever had like a consistent uh, basis of being good. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm allow it. Because they've had moments... Yeah, I was, I was clear Evil what I said. was on there. Don't forget that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd put that. <laughs> I'll skip <laughs> that. Um, 
I, I like they have moments where it's like, oh, games with gold, like maybe they're back, and then you go to the next week, the next month, and it's sort of like, nope, again, another miss and another yep. miss. And and to be fair, with like a lot of their efforts going into Game Pass, it's kind of hard for them to like supply games for Game Pass and then also yeah. go, oh, we're also going to get stuff for games with gold because you have to remember these deals have to be made. They can't just be like, hey, um, let's look at the list of all the games on our platform and say. Okay, this game that EA makes is now going to appear on uh, no. Games of Gold. It doesn't work that it doesn't way. They can't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it is a dying a a hill that I think Microsoft should just sort of hop off of. Yeah, but, but it how? becomes hard because you got because then what value. is Xbox to, Live or exactly. Xbox Network now? What? Yeah. That is a value that is tied to it directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Especially when you, they put the prices of the games next to it, and like you, they always hear the whole hundred and fifty dollars worth of games. It's and, like, bro, like it's free now, that. even though it's not free. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's a rough one for them to get out of that they sort of put themselves in. Yep, I totally agree. Totally, totally. Uh, let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of it, dude. What you got to plug this week? Uh, I I have absolutely nothing to plug. I have nothing witty to plug. I have nothing funny to plug. I have nothing to plug for you have nothing wow wow yeah you can find you at plays on twitter go follow him go follow him um my one would be i guess hmm i did i've got a couple of things lord of lions podcast i was on that if you haven't watched it it is probably my favorite guest appearance i've ever done on a podcast period the energy was right it was a three and a half hour podcast (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> and you stayed for the whole thing. I did. Fixed. <laughs> I did. Honestly, it's the most fun I've ever had. Most fun I've had. Like guesting on someone's podcast is the most fun. By by better than IGN, better than Gamespot, and I had a great time on both those podcasts. But just the energy and the people and the stories that they got out of me, um, it was just just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, that and yeah, my main channel, youtube.com slash mcfixer. Um, we are doing the Resident Evil Revisited series right now, um, where we are ranking every Resident Evil game. The first episode did really, uh, did okay. Uh, just over 100 views, 30 likes, a few comments. So if you are someone who hasn't checked it out, please, please, please do go and check it out. New episode will be out today, actually, uh, of the day we're recording this, which is Friday, same as the day my Xbox and me goes up. So if you're looking for more content from myself, youtube.com slash mc fixer and yeah i should have a it takes two let's play going up with me and Haley with our first hour of gameplay so if you want to hear if you want to see about what i've spoken about go and check that out as well yeah that's it for today thank you all for watching we do appreciate you thank you for coming along for our journey and until next time we will love you leave you and see you all later goodbye